3: And a good football Monday, sports fans. How are you, Birds fans? You got to be living large because it's a top of the heat Monday here on Birds 365. You got your Mac and Mac guys, John McMullen and Jordy McDonald. Uh, J-Mac, after the dominating 35-10 to 10 win against the Titans yesterday at Lincoln Financial Field, call it what you want, a complete game, a 60-minute game, a check-all-the-boxes game. <laughs> However you want to describe it, the Eagles delivered the one thing that the fan base may have been clinging to, that they're not the best team in the National Football League, and they put that all in the rear mirror yesterday's effort.
4: You would think. Uh, I mean, I don't think there's much argument anymore. This is the best team in football. Um, so, you know, does it mean all that much right now because it's not best of seven? It's not like the world series. I I mean, it, it, you know, we know in the NFL, anybody can beat anybody practically on on one particular game day, but all you can do is, is uh, evaluate what you see. And this is the best team in football. And it has been the best team in football for a long time, for whatever reason, there's certain people, some in the fan base, you know, there's a lot of people in the fan base who think they're great and they can't do anything wrong, but uh, you know, in the national media, there's a lot of people that don't believe in the Eagles when compared to whether it's Kansas City or, or Buffalo or even Cincinnati or whoever you want to throw in there. Um, they're they're wrong. I mean, this is the best team in football, and the most impressive part is, and 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 the best example of this is is last week versus this week: 363 rushing yards last week against Green Bay. Jalen Hurts is at 380 and counting when they when they call it, and basically the mercy rule like it's little league, and pull him from the football game seven yards away from his career high. So what do you want? I mean, they can they can do anything. They can beat you anyway. We haven't even talked about the defense. The defensive front wrecked this game. Um, the special teams, even you know, which is legitimately a concern. They were great, yep. special teams-wise. All of a sudden, Britton Covey, you know, Tennessee's got this really strong-legged punter who outkicks his coverage, and all of a sudden you see Britton Covey with some room, um, and he's got the second most punt returned yards in any game this season. In the entire NFL, Christian Ellis, who they elevate from the practice squad, by the way, they should have done that earlier. Uh, because, you know, he might be the special teams player they're looking for. Uh, He was great from basically the opening kickoff. Um, Other than the penalties, uh, there's not much to complain about in this game. It's as close to – I always say the, you know, the complete game, the so-called – it doesn't exist. But this is as close as you can get to the so-called mythical complete game.
3: They 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 clicked. They checked all the boxes yesterday, and it was a sight to behold. Uh, we'll get into the whole penalty thing, which every time they took one that made you roll your eyes and shake your head, all they do is turn around and put up a 20-yard yeah, play the exactly. next play. They put it yeah. in the rear view mirror as soon as the flag was picked up by the official. Um, but it is. It's, it's a really feel-good win for the Philadelphia Eagles. And, yes, I know I get overly vexed. By power rankings which i readily admit mean nothing it's a snapshot opinion <clears throat> usually of only one person some of the media outlets use uh, a group Global. to yeah. put their uh, power rankings together if any outlet does not have the philadelphia eagles there's no more the team in the national football league this week they're gonna have some questions to answer because i just don't possibly see how it can happen if you want to talk about who's going to win the Super Bowl next year, that's a different conversation. Yeah, Because a lot <laughs> of people, and I think rightfully so, can lean on, well, what have they done in the playoffs lately? Previous year's playoffs experience, we know Brady's Brady, and San Francisco's been to two straight championship games, and can't say he goes to the Super Bowl all the time, and the Bengals were in the Super Bowl last year, and we know all those things. And it's been a while since the Eagles won a playoff game. So that's legit if you're talking about the ability to win the Super Bowl at the end of the year. How you're playing this year outweighs all of that, but it doesn't dismiss all of that. Power rankings are only supposed to be about what you're doing this season. And the Philadelphia Eagles are 11-1. and one. The Kansas City Chiefs got beat yesterday by Cincinnati, so they've now got uh, three losses. The only team with two losses... Are the Vikings, who just were able to survive.
4: Yeah, I, I nailed that game for you, Jody. I told you Mike White was going to throw the football all over the
3: field um he, he only dropped back to throw it 60 times yeah. Man, and they are asking that guy to step in and do a lot and they almost pulled it out barrios <clears throat> got his hands on a pass in the end zone in the last minute of the game he just couldn't come down with it so the jets almost did the eagles a very big solid by giving the vikings nah, their third think, loss
4: i don't think the the eagles are worried about the vikings nor should they be um that team yeah they that that that's a weird team i mean they just give up yards and, yards and yards and yards and yards and then make a big play in the red zone. And then that's as my friend, Bob Gross will laugh at me when I say that's not sustainable. That's not sustainable. Um, the Eagles, what they're doing is sustainable because they do everything. They do everything. Well, um, l- literally on the offensive and defensive side of the football. I know people are going to, you, know, you got the Jonathan Gannon haters. I imagine they're going to be hiding today, but, Um, you know, through, uh, through the 10 and one start, forget about 11 and one, this was a really, really impressive performance, but you know, statistically, contextually compared against everybody else, they're good. Um, and they're getting even better. Um, it's, it's tough to find a, a hole with this team other than the nitpicking and, you know, special teams continues to get better. Um, I think the 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 rushing uh, run support on defense is going to continue to get better. Now that you have Limbaugh Joseph and Jordan Davis, and you and I were talking on CBS last night, the Eagles didn't use many five man fronts because every time they did, they were successful. And then they they were second or or third and long. Then they could go to their four man fronts. So. Linball only played 13 snaps, but they were a damn successful 13 snaps. And I think Jordan Davis was at six only. Um, Now part of that was also the, the blowout nature, but they weren't going to get high numbers because every time they were on the field, they did their jobs. Um, Linball more, more so, but um, it's only going to get better down the stretch and, and, I imagine I yeah I'm I'm upset at myself Jody because I I talked myself into Tennessee winning this game I had not picked any I had not picked the Eagles to lose a game this season and I said I can't go 17 straight so I'd looked and looked who's got the potential to beat this team and I you know I focused on this game much earlier and I and I should have gotten off it obviously very very quickly um it, it, they're uh, they're just a good football team, and everything people say about Tennessee about being tough and physical is correct. But the Eagles are tough and physical too, and they took that as a slight. The son even spoke about it. Um, you know, people are talking, we're we're the ten and one team. They're coming to Philadelphia. People are talking about them like they're they they really took that to heart, and they really showed up. Uh, especially on the defensive side of the football. Um, it, it, it's it's pretty impressive. And, I, you know, I was here every day watching this team during the Super Bowl run. This team is better. It doesn't mean they're going to win the Super Bowl, as you pointed out. But this team is better, and it's not even that close,
3: Jody. This team you're is significantly better. Uh, I, if you're just talking about football talent, I certainly agree this roster, it's got more talent than they showed it. In all aspects yesterday, offense, defense, special teams came as a surprise. Yes, Christian Ellis could have been here a couple of weeks ago, but they got him here. And sure enough, he steps right in and is making plays for him. All of a sudden, Britton Covey is getting major positive yardage on punt returns. So, yes, they did it all yesterday, and they should get a ton of credit for it. Starting with the QB. And again, yeah, John was good enough to hop on my CBS show last night and you and i both agreed and it's again maybe it's uh, you got the eagle colored uh, glasses on but i'll take my stand i said last week i thought that with the fact that jalen hurts had a better passer rating not quarterback rating passer rating which doesn't include the extra weapon that is that legs of jalen hurts which is one of the best weapons in the national football league just a better passer rating that I would have made him a slight choice over Patrick Mahomes for the MVP. If you check the betting markets, it wasn't close. Jalen Hurts was second. Patrick Mahomes was less than even money. He was minus 150 to win 100 to win the MVP. Well, after the Eagle game was over, I got to watch the four o'clock action, and Patrick Mahomes got beat fair and square by the Cincinnati Bengals. He's got a thing. He can't beat that Joe Burrow guy. He's now lost to him in two big games in a row. Jalen Hurts did what he did yesterday. Complete dominant performance. Didn't need to run the football. Scored the one touchdown. Needed to sprint to the byline, Did, but his running wasn't necessary tomorrow, uh, yesterday. Uh, and therefore, all right, well, let me just throw it for almost 400 yards. Johnny Mac, he right now, again, snapshot. Same thing as power rankings. What does it mean? Absolutely nothing. Seven days from now, it's going to change again. And it could change again with the MVP status as well. I'm sorry if I got a vote to cast right now, the MVP of the national football league for me is Jalen hurts.
4: Yeah, I'm with you. Um, And I don't even think I have Eagles colored glasses. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm the first to say, I didn't see this coming from Jalen hurts, but he has been, he has been the MVP of this league. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, to do what this team does from week to week, and, again, I go back, it was the 1987 Raiders, the last team that run for 350 one week and then pass for three fifty or more the next week. Um, this kind of versatility offensively is rare, very rare. Usually you have the identity of teams. Kansas City is a perfect example. Well, they throw the football. They're, you know when Tyree Kill was there, Travis Kelsey, we know the explosiveness in Patrick Mahomes. They never had a great running attack. You know, people would say every once in a while, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire would have a game or Jarek McKinnon recently, and now they're using that Pacheco kid. Or, or I mean, they don't have a great running game. They've never had a great running game. They were all about throwing the football with Andy Reid. Um, this, this kind of versatility is is rare is very rare. Um, And again, that's why you got to go back 35 years to to find that kind of dichotomy. And that's why you have to go back to 1948 to find an Eagles team that ran for uh, more than 363 yards. These are historic, historic numbers. And oh, by the way, the record. Now, I'm not one of those people that says, wins and losses are quarterback stat because so much goes into winning an NFL game and you can lose it in so many different ways. It could be special teams. It could be um, uh, a tip football going the wrong way. But at at some point you also have to lean on the fact that this is, this is the leader of the best team in football Uh, and Kansas city's losing games. Not a lot, but they lose games. Buffalo, they don't lose a lot, but they lose games. This team's lost one game. One game. What more do you want the kid to do? Just because, and I and I look at this because I think from a national perspective, the blowback against Jalen Hurts simply refers to. And I was in this category, but it, but where I'm different is I don't care if I'm wrong. I didn't think I didn't think this was coming. I didn't think there was any chance Jalen Hurts could ever play better than somebody like Patrick Mahomes. So what? I was wrong. Who cares? I'm on, I'm on with you every day, Jody. I'm on the radio every single day. I give opinions in the moment. Guess what? They're often wrong. I was wrong about Jalen Hurts and, and his ceiling as a player. I've seen it every day. Now, what more do these people want? other than they don't want to admit they were wrong. That's the only thing I can come up with.
3: And I was one of the few, the proud, those who praised Jalen Hurts' draft pick in uh, two years ago when the Eagles took him in the second round. But I can't sit here and go, oh, yeah, I had him as an MVP candidate this year coming in. No way. I thought he'd be improved. I thought those who gave him no chance to be better, you can't pr- improve accuracy. Either you have it or you don't? His arm strength isn't good. I thought all of that was crap. I said, his arm strength is fine, and you absolutely can improve your accuracy if you work hard enough and get the right players around. you got the right coaching, and he has done just that. So, yeah, I, I absolutely projected a much-improved Jalen Hurts. MVP status? Yeah, no, I, I didn't add that. I don't know who the hell added anyone other than just blind loyal to Eagle fans who project their quarterback to be an MVP status player every single year. If you're that type of guy, more power to you. You're living in the moment this yeah. year. And uh-huh. you could say, told you so, even though you could have told us so every single year. Right, Hertz has just been stone-cold unbelievable. And yesterday's stat for me that I heard during the day, which, um, again, the word you use, historic, is right on point. 350 yards three touchdown passes and a touchdown run the history of the philadelphia eagles they've never had a quarterback do that in a game before and that's exactly what jalen hurts did right now he is doing absolutely everything the team is doing absolutely everything right give him a ton of credit and you did mention this too and this should be fun uh, on our stream when i'm on wip tonight there are the jg detractors out there the jonathan gannon detractors the Philadelphia Eagles, I saw this stat in uh Frank's column is Monday's observation. The Philadelphia Eagles, I did not even realize this, have given up one touchdown in the second half of their last six games. Just think about that for a second. <laughs> six games, second half only, and altogether too often the game's been sitting in, a, in advance. It's, it's on the line. Yesterday was blowout proportions and bench guys got to play. But all these other games were decided in the fourth quarter, or certainly in the second half, and more of them in the fourth quarter than not. One touchdown. The bad angle taken by Reed Blankenship, uh, uh, Watson off to the races for 63 yards by Green Bay last week, is the only touchdown they've given up in the second half of their last six games jenny mack how do we complain about a defense like that yeah, where, i don't where, know you're complaining about that defense
4: i don't know I, the only thing i can come up with is you know everyone says and it's not just philadelphia but philadelphia is very provincial they they only care about their team they don't pay attention to other teams uh, they don't see what other teams are doing on a week-to-week basis they don't comp against um current teams which you should always do they comp against buddy Ryan and Jim Johnson in this uh you know old school mentality where the game was different the game was played differently um in the in the 2022 20, uh, NFL the Eagles played defense as games well as anybody or as close to anybody uh at least in the entire nfl and it has been that way for the vast majority of the year now there are certain games week one um there are certain games where you get gas but you're a jets guy so I'll bring that up you see how easy it is to throw the football against good teams you know that's a 10 and 2 team mike white who started how many games jody I, I don't know Five how many games his in his career. career. Five, he's thrown it all over the lot like he's, you know, uh, uh, Dan Fouts in his prime. Um, it, it's hard to play defense in the modern NFL, and the Eagles do it better than just about anybody. And why it's not recognized, I don't know. I Because there's this lack of understanding of what the rest of the league does. That's that's the only thing I can come up with.
3: Yeah, I know from time to time you said you don't like the fact that uh, there's one way that most teams are playing defense in the national football league. Well, there's a reason for it. to just say, hey, that's what you got to do. The yeah. way the rules played, the way the game is evolved and changed. Yeah. The, 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 Fangio defense is the one that works. And that's why as many teams uh, as are playing it right now are the Eagles are playing it as well, if not better than anybody else on that side of the ball these days in the NFL. All right. John McMullen, Jonah McDonald, your Mac and Mac birds, 365 uh, guys after the Eagles established themselves as the best team in the National Football League. John and I both think they'd already done that, but now there is no question about it with their win yesterday, the way they played and the fact that the Chiefs got beat. It's not even a debate anymore. Uh, Or is it? We'll find out. Because our very own Darth Vader is scheduled to join (laughs) us next. Uh, Bob Groats is guest number one. He joins us next here on Birds 365.
6: Jim Gardner is an icon. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor, a pace setter. is my North Star. He's trusted, revered, appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate, honest, and fair. He is extremely dedicated, motivated, and always seeking the truth.
2: He's also funny. We are a team of many.
6: Jim Gardner is our
7: leader.
8: And we're lucky to have him.
7: and go birds.
9: We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your social security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today.
3: It's Monday here on Birds 365. You got McMullen, McDonald. And I wasn't kidding when I said Darth Vader, uh, our very own Darth Vader. Delaware
4: Spinders, by the way. I, I'm seen, not sure. The Hammer, Delaware Spinders. He's trying to protect himself from me. That's what Bob's doing right there.
0: Oh, you think so?
1: That,
4: that whole press
0: box, man. Jody, you wouldn't even step in there if you heard all the coughing yesterday. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Really? And then they're passing the stats out. Oh, my God. With a big glob. of oh, I shouldn't say that. That The stats people seem to be okay. But that place is bad. I, I know somebody yeah. who walked out of there feeling very ill yesterday. So, hey, is it
3: all right to, to uh, do this show without a mask? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can, can do you know the show without a mask. You can That's, do a show. You I, I didn't know if show. it was because, A, you worried about getting sick or, B, you were in hiding for your continued. I didn't want to, of- I didn't want you guys to get sick. Yeah. Okay, that's very considerate of you, and uh, don't think that can happen while streaming. But thank you very much for the thought. Um, I thought maybe you were hiding from. James Bradbury who continues to play great football for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Right the team. smartest always,
1: cornerback. cornerback
3: in, in the National Football League? I've never seen anybody overrun an
0: interception like that. Uh, that should have been a pick-six. Oh, six. and
4: what That's a amazing sabby, what a savvy play if he, by If James he had Bradbury.
0: only remembered to take the ball with him, I mean, Boy, that man. would it would have been what? 42 to 10. And
4: what? by the way,
0: what? I you guys you say they're the best team right in the NFL. I oh, don't think the best team. I don't think they proved. No, 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 uh, no. Look at we that! Have look at that Titans team yesterday. I mean, come on. They by the end of the first half, they had nobody left. They were they out were of players. Up. That, and that they didn't have that... anybody coming. In all fairness, they had nobody coming in the game. They had a mystique. They had Vrabel and his, uh, you know, his, that tough physical thing going. But that the you saw physical, Bob. I've yeah, heard. you you saw how far that takes you. Yeah, but. I mean, it was an impressive win. I'm not – I can't, you know – and Jalen Hurts, it was effortless, you know. I mean, come on, man. It is
4: effortless <laughs> with Jalen Hurts. Was,
0: the Treylon
4: Burks play was a big deal. Um, when, when he, he got a concussion, yeah. It was a yeah. great catch, but Marcus Epps lit him up. And by the way, that was a legal hit. But they just call difficult hits. They just call those. You don't uh, think he was You
3: don't think there was helmet to helmet contact there? I think there yeah, was, but it was, was
4: he led with a shoulder. I mean, it was yeah. incidental the helmet to helmet. I yeah, I don't know what get, can can I think defenders can do.
0: Yeah, I think he gets fine. But, you know, hey, that that um the, the Titans have a lot of they need a quarterback. They need receivers and uh they need a left tackle. They need a, a lot they of guys. Yeah. So and that officiating yesterday was ridiculous. I Adrian mean, Adrian
5: Hill,
4: baby. I, I give it. the Eagles
0: credit for fighting their way through that. It was ridiculous.
4: He wanted some camera time yesterday.
0: Uh, oh, Adrian Hill. you know, that I, it's supposed to be the NFL, you know, not the, the National Referees League, you know, it's the National Football League. And and uh, what was there? There was almost 20. Twenty
3: penalties, I think nineteen or twenty penalties. Right, but but a wise guy named John McMullen said to me last night on my CBS Sports Radio show, which I thought he was dead on accurate and right. When you get those first couple calls, then everyone on the offensive line has got to wise up and go, "Uh oh, they're calling it tight today. We can't look to get the edge. We can't look to get the jump. Yeah. They, they got an itchy trigger finger on the flags." Stop doing it, and the Eagles' offensive line didn't.
0: Yeah, yeah they got to realize that. I hear you, but but come on. Here's how bad this crew was. On what was it, consecutive plays, Rabel challenged whether it was a catch and one. I mean, they couldn't even make the, the basic calls yesterday. By the way,
4: did you hey. see Mike, Mike Rabel was asked about the officiating crew after the game, and Mike was the one who said they were, for some reason – They just put this crew together on the fly. They had never worked together before.
0: They need to take it apart on the fly. I mean, these guys have no future together. But my question,
4: question, and and somebody did ask him, he said, why? Why did they put a crew together like that on the fly? And he said, I don't know. These are great questions. You can go ask get the pool reporter, whoever that is, and go ask. I don't know. I, I don't know. Why would the NFL... Put together a crew. What week are we in, Joe? I, I it and they they did a bad job, but they Koga. did a bad, bad job both
0: ways. So Koga. I don't
4: I don't think it was that impactful on the game by any hey,
0: stretch of the imagination. I'm serious though. I, I'm serious about that press box yesterday. Some oh. of the cough that I heard. Oh. And I'm not I'm not a big guy who worries about mass and stuff. That but, was
4: that that was wow. twelve and that was twelve and one worthy uh coughing, Bob. We're, we're taking a step. Forward. Yeah. That's a I get, That's an I get inside. Your drift.
0: Joke. I get your Man. drift. Yeah. Yeah.
4: That's an but, inside. But,
0: but um, you know, Hey, I, I still think, I mean, you, the Eagles are, they, they're they the best team in the NFC now, especially because the 49ers lost Garoppolo. I how was thinking that? They, they were the best team. I,
1: yeah.
0: I'm, I like them. They
4: but, still beat. How did they beat Miami? They beat like Miami, like a drum with Brock Purdy. That's still a good team, but yeah, without yeah, but a real not, quarterback,
1: yeah,
0: I don't. I, they don't beat the Eagles now. Not yeah. without, a, yeah, not without a quarterback. But uh, you know, Kansas City, Buffalo, uh, v- very impressive teams. I, I like them, and
3: um, you, and I would I, still. I, I know you like were the, busy covering the Eagles, but you you noticed that the Chiefs got beat yesterday. Yeah, yeah, they they got beat. Yeah, right. Okay. But you know, that'll they they need
0: to get to the postseason. Come on, I mean, that's like. They have that. Uh, they don't have the greatest offensive line, but they're they they're like the the Sixers. The Sixers want to get to the postseason. Why wow. why bother Come with on. the regular? They
3: season? won once.
0: We'll you gotta, got it. They're better than the Sixers. We'll see what we have got when the tournament starts. You know, I yeah, think that's kind of the way it is. We, here's we just,
3: the guy I was referring to about making picks to win the Super Bowl. What have you done in the playoffs lately? That's the only thing that matters to a guy like Bob Grove. Kansas City goes to Super Bowl all the time. Cincinnati was there last year. Uh, Tom Brady goes all the time. Who's to say that a team that doesn't have a ton of playoff experience and or a ton of wins under their belt in a given season makes a large enough jump that they can't win every game they play in uh, January. Yeah. Hey,
0: you know, I think they, they definitely are going to be a team to deal with in in the playoffs. And uh, just for the the fact that hurts alone and you know, I, that that uh I'm thinking back to last year. That ankle injury, who knows? You know, maybe they they give uh Tampa a better game last year in the playoffs. The Eagles do, if hurts it if that ankle's a hundred percent. But uh he he's been remarkably healthy this year, too. That's impressive. He and, took uh,
4: his biggest hit. That was what Bud Dupree got him. Uh, that's the first time all year I think he's taken a big hit. Uh well, he felt it. But he popped up. He popped that's up. That's interesting.
1: That's
0: interesting. ESPN ran um stats uh, a graphic before the game and uh, according to them their stats I think Hurts uh it was 14 like 13.997 he was taking 14 hits a game. And that's and and those are like sacks and quarterback hits and that was second in the league. Yesterday, yeah, but they're not
4: big hits though. Yeah, they're well are not big hits.
0: Yesterday that they really minimized that by throwing the ball. I mean and uh and getting it out there early and fast, and the protection was really good. It's but, how yeah. You know, it's always, it's always did, really. Good. Did we mention that the Titans were missing their best pass rusher, and they had another injury up front? Yeah, they were. They had,
4: hey, they, they, and the Burks injury really hurt them from an offensive perspective. Taylor and Juan's been out forever. You mentioned their best corners out, and and they lost
0: their two best corners. Yeah. Were out. You know, at by the end of the first half. They but lost
4: another corner. They got a rookie against AJ Brown. That was a disaster. Um that still
0: speaks to the Eagles depth though. I mean, yeah. the fact they've had injuries and look at they, Yeah, they look throw, at
4: Reed I Blankenship mean, though. You they, know, the Eagles are rolling out yeah. Reed Blankenship and Josiah Scott, and they're making do. So right. you gotta give them credit for that Josiah aspect. Scott of it.
0: Made people forget about Avante Maddox. He's well, not me, well.
4: man. Not yeah. me.
0: I well, I I can you could do a lot worse than uh, Josiah Scott. I think he's he's having a good year, and uh, yeah, Epps had a great game yesterday. Blankenship was good, uh, and the, the defensive line just they just moved the line of scrimmage. You know, so the, what was better
4: he, yesterday, Bob? The defensive line or the quarterback?
0: Uh, I gotta say the quarterback. Yeah, he just and and the offensive line, despite the penalties. there were seven on on just the offensive line six or seven yeah they were really good they just um they bullied they bullied the titans i didn't think it could be done but they did and even though they were depleted the titans they still i mean you just don't do that to them and uh i've never seen Vrabel so frustrated you know and um and there there were some you could sympathize a little bit i mean if he had had 10 challenges he would have won all ten because that crew was that bad, you
4: know. Yeah, that was uh yeah. <laughs> they, they were, yeah, let's hope they, we don't see Adrian Hill and company um,
0: again. The only thing he did right was uh at the end of each quarter he would say, This is the end of the second quarter. He got all of those right. I, I made a
3: He did made, get all of those right. Yeah. But that crew,
0: is for after that, they were
3: they were brutal. So All right, Mr. Groats, if uh Nick Siriani has asked this this question at his day after press gathering today, <clears throat> could his answer potentially be this. Um, how are you guys going ahead and trying to replace Dallas Goddard? Answer being however the hell we want, seeing as they put up 40 points and 35 points in the two game that Goddard has gone out. I know we wrung our hands a little bit about it here on Birch 365, 65, but has not been an issue. And yesterday, oh, by the way, he still caught a couple of balls and Calcetara caught one, too. It doesn't have to come from the tight end. It can come in many different ways, shapes, and forms, and it's done so to the tune of 75 points the last two weeks. Could uh, Sirianni take a little bit of a victory lap on this one? Well,
0: he could because they're they're getting uh, – not only is Hertz making those guys obscure tight ends, making them better, but uh, Quez Watkins looks like uh, a guy to be reckoned with. And uh, and I, I have to credit the Eagles for the adjustments they've made because the loss of Goddard is huge. And by yeah. the way, he'll be back right now. What is it, one more game, John?
4: Um, He's got December 18th, so he's oh, just, got... It,
0: uh, hey, yeah, I mean, he, he says he's ready to go. He, he didn't have a dislocated shoulder. It was just a, an avulsion. There was a, a slight tear of, of something in there a strain more than a,
1: the a
4: glenoid. Take. He had a small fracture in the glenoid. Yeah, You know,
0: they, victory lap, you know, if he doesn't take it, he could, you know, but no Nick, you know, instead of taking a, he wouldn't take a victory lap for competitive purposes. You know, he'd be afraid that uh, somebody would see that and, and use it against him. So, but, uh, by the way, um, there, there, there's your coach of the year too. I mean, that that's pretty amazing. Um, he he's not getting and he's not getting a lot of a talk right now, but uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, I hope we don't get a Joel MB effect here. He should have been the MVP last year, yeah. and I think there's Philly hate that's involved in these things. I, I really do because there's no way he shouldn't have been the MVP last year based on what he did for that team. Yeah,
3: um, yeah.
4: Yeah.
0: yeah, I
3: think how, how many uh, Bob? Let me just ask a quick, yeah. uh, honesty question. How many minutes did you watch Nikola Jokic play last year? Uh,
4: I'm going to go over under 20. I'm going to go I think under. I only
3: saw the press conference where he yeah. goes. That's, that's what I figured. Yeah. Uh, okay.
4: Plus he plus he plays more. I think the better, you know, Jalen Hurts' is MVP is the better uh, comparison with Joel Embiid. Not a great comparison because Jalen plays all the time, but. He very, should be the MVP and he's not going to be the MVP. Well, I shouldn't say that if Kansas city yeah, I, I loses a couple that. more games,
0: even Josh Allen, it'll be interesting. He, he was very popular last year. He got voted like second alternate. That's yeah. Pro second,
4: uh, third alternate. Yeah.
0: But that, that shows you how popular he is because that wasn't it. If you ask me, that wasn't a great season. You know, they looked at what he did though. And they, they thought he was really good his colleagues. So they think he, they, they believe in him. So, oh, he's I, very I, well
4: liked around the league. But yeah, I The guys who out. vote are Rob Motty and the AP guys, and uh you know, the some of the national writers. So, you know, they're the, the ones. The Rob win Carson
0: Wentz guy. I think Carson Wentz
4: gets his. Rob vote is a here. Carson Wentz guy, but no, Rob is very fair. Rob's not. Rob's the a history. straight shooter. Yeah, Rob's. By the uh, way,
0: by the way, some of the people that were that were Carson Wentz guys for. You know, he's gonna he's gonna end up in Canton and stuff. All of a sudden they're they're turning that around and saying Hertz is gonna be the guy in Canton. It, it's funny. They got short memories, man. You know?
4: <laughs> and Everybody's were, like, got short Yeah. Nick Foles,
0: and, yeah. And Nick Foles had, had some great games there. I, I won't take that away. But uh it, it's kind of it's funny the way things work. I, I like that. The Hertz thing, I still don't think he's he's ready for Canton, but uh he's sure, certainly having a good year. What is it now? 20, 20 touchdown passes and three picks? Yeah, three picks. That, that's three impressive picks. right there. And then he's got and, nine touchdown runs or eight.
4: And he's eight taking not. deep shots. That was and nice he's, yesterday. You know, typically when you have quarterbacks that don't throw a lot of interceptions, it's a bunch of checkdowns. They're very safe. Jalen's generating explosive plays, you know, throwing 40-yard touchdowns, 29-yard touchdowns, and not turning the football over that to me is the most impressive part. They're still generating yeah, the explosive he, plays down
0: the field. He's seeing everything. I mean, you look at him and then maybe somebody like uh Dak Prescott, Dak looks like he's just trying to throw interceptions sometimes. You know, you don't see that out of, uh, out of Jalen. Yeah. How
4: about uh, that fourth quarter by Indy? Oof. Yeah.
0: Oh, Oof. Yeah,
4: yeah. You stayed up for that game. Which I know a lot know. Of
0: don't like Saturday or, or his clock management, but, uh, I kind of, I, I, I sort of like this guy. I mean that that quarterback is, you know, yeah, he's, he's shot. Matt Ryan's shot. Man.
4: He's still Don't better than with
0: him. Yeah. He's
4: still better than Sam Ellinger. I might argue that Ryan Tannehill is shot. How, oh, Ryan yeah. Tannehill is playing Not- a lot. Has played a lot of football, Bob, and he looked like he didn't know what the hell was going on yeah. from the Eagles' defense. He refused to pull the trigger. He was skittish. Um, who's that? You, you mentioned Nick Sirianni's coach of the year. Who's the assistant coach of the year? Jonathan Gannon or Shane Steichen?
0: Oh, after this game, you got to say Michael Clay. Those special Michael teams. Clay. Oh, yeah.
4: oh. nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Britton Tubby, baby, back from the dead. The,
0: Boston Scott Boston Scott said uh, he had a feeling a big game was coming from the return guys. And uh, and he was right. He he' noted, the punter out kicks the coverage. Yeah, he was saying that. The guy tends to do that, and uh and you give that you you give Covey a little space. You saw what he did with it. He's got really quick feet. If if that guy gains some strength, you know, he needs to get a little bigger, a little more bulked up. But if he gains some strength and, and keeps that quickness, he'll be, uh, I, I, he, I think he could probably be a slot receiver, too. So I think, uh, you know, the people that wrote him off, I think he showed, you know, the, the potential that he has. All
3: right, Bob, over the last couple of weeks, being fair, A.J. Brown had less than stellar games. Part of three turnovers in three games had one go off his hands, picked off couple of fumbles, one of which was just a bad decision on his part, trying to make a move. He certainly got back to all pro status yesterday, dominant against his former team. I don't know how much of it was motivation and or just he's one of the 10 best receivers in the National Football League. Can he get on a run? We saw three mediocre games in a row. Can we see three off uh-uh. the chains games in a row now? Uh, the next game will be fun because I, I think the cornerbacks of
0: the Giants, they're decent, aren't they, John? No.
1: They got... uh,
4: they're young. I mean, they're 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 bigger, their front has been playing well.
0: And um, they gotta be better than than what the Titans. Oh yeah.
4: Up. Well, you know, the Titans were down to Trey Avery, rookie corner. I mean, he was overmatched. Um
0: so they gotta be better than that. And, but and they had no pass rush either. I mean, that was uh <clears throat> yeah. So but uh, I think this will be a, an interesting game. But uh, you know the Eagles. I don't know what the line is. is it double digits. Six Jody, and a or? half. Six and a
4: half. Their Six, favorite. Player.
0: That's it. Wow. Yeah. It's on, on the, the road. road. It's in New York. It's
4: on the road. Yeah. So you know you get three points uh, to be the home team. So that's a pretty a significant to get the, favorite. Get the
0: title out and put put the title on uh, the Eagles covering there. They're gonna. I think they'll crush the Giants. I don't think the Giants to be able to score enough points. I really yeah. I,
4: I I don't think the Giants can keep up with the Eagles. Simple as that. They can't. You're, you're right. They 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 can't score enough points. It's all about Saquon Barkley. They don't have threats at receiver. Um, Maybe they'll win the Odell Beckham sweepstakes, but who cares? Uh,
0: who, who makes the Pro Bowl team with the Eagles?
4: Who Who do you think their peers? Oh, my 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 God! It could be so many. Uh, it's going to be
0: Hurts for sure. It's going to be Hurts.
4: Kelsey Lane Johnson, um, AJ. AJ Dallas Goddard. Even though he's been hurt, uh, will get serious consideration. Uh, defensively, defensively is going to be interesting. Uh, Slay is obvious. Uh, um, slowest
3: cornerback in the league should make it. Uh, slowest uh,
4: cornerback he, in the league should make it. Savviest cornerback in the first, league.
3: If if yeah, you know
4: who like should make it? TJ Edwards should make it. I don't. I don't think he will. But I think he should, and I think Javon will make it because of all the sacks. Yep. And you
0: didn't um, mention C.J. Gardner Chauncey. Yeah, C.J. Gardner, as
4: well because he, yeah. now that's going to hurt him because he's out for four games now. But he's got so many interceptions
0: already. I think yeah, he'll on, get serious consideration. You know, even though he hasn't played for
3: two weeks. Yeah. And the other thing about the Pro Bowl, I've only been saying this for 30 plus years, making the Pro Bowl is borderline irrelevant. It's just slightly more relevant than power rankings because guys bag off. They get down to like the ninth guy in a position because they're either in the playoffs, still in the playoffs or no, they got a crap, No, they can't go. Well, making the Pro Bowl is is kind of irrelevant these days.
4: Well, now they're not playing the game anymore. So now and I've argued this for years, they should keep the honor, ditch the game. The honor is meaningful for the players, uh, for a number of reasons. Contract reasons, a lot of their contract incentives are tied up with Pro Bowl. But because they're not playing the game, Jody, they won't have all those
3: alternates. Do you now. think do you think more guys will go just to compete in this stupid contest no, they're gonna I have?
4: Don't, I I I I don't know about that, but they're not going to have – they might bring in players, but the Pro Bowl players are going to be the Pro Bowl players. Right,
3: but but let's say they're bringing a guy to to do these uh, skill competitions they're going to have, and he's not really that good a football player, but he's a really athletic guy. Man. Does that mean he made the Pro Bowl? Nah,
4: no, I don't think so. That's what I mean, that they're going to have – and again, the meaningful part of it is contract, and the meaningful part of it, like third alternate – like Jalen was a third alternate. That doesn't count towards incentives or things
3: like that. So, you're sure um, about that?
4: Yeah. I'm, I'm, i I again, everything is individual, but yeah, nobody's giving up. Oh, if you're a third Pro Bowl alternate, and Jalen doesn't make money anyway. So, doesn't, you
3: know, he will. And, and by the way, and, game. and we got Bob Groats with us. I want to get back to talking about, but one more note. Holy mackerel, did Jimmy Garoppolo lose a lot yesterday. Not only his starting yeah. job, not only being the quarterback, he's yeah. got incentives in his contract that were going to make up for a whole bunch of money that he lost out because he had to renegotiate his contract. But it was all based on him starting. So it looked yeah. like, all right, he may never get any of these because Trey Land's going to be that quarterback. Too. Oh, he's going to get all of these incentives. So now he's going to get short just because he broke his foot yesterday. He got screwed big time. Un-
0: uncertain future again, too. I mean, that these are really prime income-earning years for him. So, yeah, that that's a really tough break.
4: And that 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 is a good team that had a legitimate shot with with Jimmy G. And Jody knows I'm no Jimmy G fan, but he's at least competent um, now with Brock Purdy. Man, everything's coming up eagles, Bob Gretz. Everything's coming you, up eagles.
0: You, you got to say that, and I think New Orleans is still doing. The, they're still struggling too, right?
4: Tonight. Well, they're still right in it. Tonight,
0: they're My still in it for the Saints.
4: Yeah, if the Saints win tonight, they're legitimate contenders in the NFC South. Wow, that's amazing. That's, that's like
0: amazing. the old NFC
3: East, yeah. yeah. All right, Grote, so uh, next week you got the uh, Giants coming up, Brian Dayball. You've just put in the rearview mirror for Coach of the yeah. Year. we had him as the leader in the clubhouse. We'll all Rightfully agree
4: so, that... put him in the rearview.
3: I think he's a good view. coach. I, I like that guy. I
4: think I, he's a very good, yeah, very I'm good getting, coach. Yeah,
3: getting
0: getting that many wins out of Daniel Jones, that's that's impressive.
3: But they didn't get a win yesterday. He got a tie.
0: No, no which... but, I mean, they've they gotten a lot of wins out of him, more, a lot more than I thought he had left. I didn't. I didn't figure that he'd be playing at this point,
3: you know. Yeah, they had they got nobody else to put in there, so they there was, uh,
0: and they got Galladay. That he's a coach killer.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: is he not? He's a. They don't he's have anybody. A coach killer, Kenny Galladay.
4: Uh, their their best receiver, I guess, is Darius Slayton. I don't even know yeah. who else they, would you say, Jody. Wandell Robinson is
3: hurt. Right, um, oh no, the Giants have very little weapons on the outside. Right. and
1: uh, impressive
0: have... coaching job. Yeah, that offensive line is coming along though. They got, uh, you know, they they got the the foundation except for the quarterback. I, I they got to get a quarterback, right? I yeah. say so.
3: I've been saying about Daniel Jones since the day he was drafted that this guy isn't a franchise quarterback. So we'll see where they go. Um, you think the Giants still got fight in them though? yeah they're oh, in a playoff yeah. spot so so you uh, and i don't think they can do anything when they get there but oh, they uh, fought
4: and clawed yesterday didn't they, weren't yeah. they down 13 nothing or something did yeah. they come back and then no,
3: you know i think it'll still be
0: a double digit eagles win but yeah they're not going to go quietly there's no question you know that uh and and that defense is uh they they're good they kick some rear end you know so i i you know that's going to be a a fun game to watch um but I don't see anybody, you know, the the Cowboys. I, I guess that game won't be real meaningless at the end of the year. I don't see anybody doing anything to the Eagles now. I mean, I was I was of the belief, with as were some others, that the Titans game would be their biggest test. And then I didn't really see the Titans that showed up, you know, on that for for that game. There there was some injuries, and and they're even thinner than I thought. I misevaluated their their depth.
4: Oh, I missed that one bad. I'm disgusted with myself, Bob.
0: And, and the Eagles uh, they they did look uh, that was a tremendous game I mean for this time of the, this late in the season and uh and they're they how healthy they are how the quarterback is playing you look at all that stuff you got to be thinking you know you know where, where do I want to stay in Arizona during that uh, during yeah, Super-
4: yeah. And, they're so and- good they're so good it's boring they're so good.
3: And, oh, by the way, I want to give credit to two guys on the Eagles sideline yesterday. That would be Nick Sirianni, Jonathan Gannon. They got their subs in on defense. The last time the Eagles had a blowout win, we had the whole, oh, I ran it by Nick. Jonathan Gannon passing the buck to Sirianni that he didn't give him the go-ahead to clear out the bench and get some guys in there, which I thought was kind of weak on both their parts. Sirianni for not doing it and Gannon for throwing his butt, his head coach under the bus. They both got it done yesterday. That well, I had, let's give good. those backup players a little bit of a chance to yeah, play. you got to see Kobe Dean, Dean going in and making plays.
4: You, you got to see
0: N'Kobe Dean. Kobe Dean looked like a franchise linebacker. I don't know. I don't know if anybody
3: else feels that way about him. You know I do. Yeah. And since the draft. He, uh, he I'm did look to see good. At did. Least we got a look at him
4: yesterday. He he, he did look good. He, he looked, looked like, exactly – you know he didn't play that much, but he was in on a ton of tackles when he yeah, was. Yeah, he, he
0: made. He was tied for I think or second on the team. Second that. on
4: the team, yeah, and he barely played. Hey, he's always around the football.
0: Seeing, you could be seeing a bigger role for him. I would not, and I'm not, not this
4: a, year, but he's a, he's going sure to be a good player.
0: Didn't Kaiser White get hurt?
4: Yeah, he did. We're, we we got to see about Kaiser. That's why he played. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't think it's too serious, but we'll see. Um, but nothing wrong. I mean, you can always behind the, two really good players. You can you always mess
0: them off the field, John, you know, yeah. they kind of did that with Robert Quinn. I didn't know he had a bad knee. Did you?
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, I don't that, think, I don't I, think Robert knew that, that came kind of yeah. came out of nowhere. The old designated yeah. injury. Right, I got one last question before we let you run Bob and let you put your bass back on. Um, and it really, on a 35-10 to 10 win, why are you bringing this up, Jody? Because I'm inquisitive. Sean Bradley active yesterday? Oh, yeah. He had
4: a
0: big game on special teams. He hurt
4: uh, his hamstring. Uh,
0: he had a couple of tackles on special teams. They gave he, him he, credit for he, he, Jeff he asked well. the, the, the press box operator or speaker. He yes, gave Jeff. him a couple of tackles he didn't get if you watch the replays. <laughs> The over- um, but
4: yeah, potentially, yeah.
0: you know, that other guy, the guy that they activated. Christian from the- Ellis. Yeah,
4: spot. man. He was great. Yeah, he was yeah. great. I, I wonder why he wasn't, uh, elevated, uh, more earlier in the season. If they had that in their back
0: pocket. Well, yeah. well with, uh, with Sean Hurt, he's going to play some more, uh, definitely on special teams, but the special teams, the coverage that kick returner that, uh, and punt returner that the Titans have, he's pretty good. So they they did a good job. No gashes, finally, first time in, in weeks. Uh, they didn't do any trick plays. The Titans didn't, so they didn't have to worry about that. And and Britton Covey got off. I mean, that was that was impressive. Yeah. How about Britton Covey? <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. The second
4: I'm... best punt return game in the entire NFL. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Britton Covey. Uh, that yesterday. Was, you know, the whole year, not just the week. By the way, people don't understand that. He had the second most punt return yardage all season. Very nice. I've
1: always
3: good. said you're only as good as your punt returner. He's he's, he's a lock to be here again next week. And yeah, I'm looking. At, Sean Bradley, no tackles yesterday. It's per the official NFL stat. So I'm taking uh, no, you yeah, guys' it, word for it, 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 it that he was um, he was I, actually I, there and on the field because you can't tell so from the box.
4: No, card. you got to you got to <laughs> scroll over, Jody. He had three on. He had two. Uh, unassisted tackles on special teams, one assisted. Uh, he had none on defense. He didn't play.
0: Jordan uh, Davis didn't have any tackles either. How many? he only
4: played six snaps. Uh, Jordan yeah. Davis.
0: I don't remember um, one. Yeah, uh, but they had Lindball
4: Ball a- only had thirteen because they were every time they rolled out the five man front, they stopped uh, Derrick Henry, so they rolled it right back off.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, are four man their four-man front. They didn't just run it on first down.
3: Their, their four-man line was tough, too.
1: Oh, they, yeah. They, oh, I yeah. It dominated.
3: Them.
4: It dominated. That's yeah. the point.
3: Were, and got to the quarterback without having to go to any kind of uh, a fifth guy on the blitz. So, John, uh, kudos yeah. to Jonathan Gannon. All right, uh, Studley, go put your mask back on. Go yeah. inside. Don't cough you on guys, anybody. Don't get coughed on. Uh, you stay guys, like, like
0: the weather people say during the disasters, you know the people in the middle of a disaster. Be safe. Be yeah, safe.
1: Be safe. Saying to
4: you you be safe of that car. And I'll rebob you, at the delcotons.com He's got a, a great story. You. A.J. Brown's celebration when he was whipping the goalpost or that the one? stanchion as the sophisticated
3: call. Did, did you think they were going to, with the way the flags were coming out of the officials' pockets yesterday, did you at least for a millisecond go, uh Oh, they're gonna throw the torn uh, thing. You know, somebody or... asked
4: me that. I forgot. I I didn't cross my mind at the
3: time. It didn't. But, yeah, I
4: guess. I guess. You know, going back to when Randy Moss uh, feigned taking his pants down at Lambeau right. Field, you,
3: using a prop is usually yeah. a reason for fifteen yards to be tacked on. Yeah, I I, I
4: I didn't even think about that in the moments. I did. Um, um. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't know. I'm
3: glad they didn't. I thought they were going to tack on 15 to the kickoff thereafter. So the Eagles were going to have to truly show their uh, covered skills because I thought it was going to be a long Jake Elliott kickoff. It was not. It was a 35-10 to 10 win by the Eagles. John McMullen, Jody McDonald chopping it up for you. Chris Franklin, NJ.com, going to join us in about 20 minutes from now. So stay with us here on Birds 365.
6: Jim Gardner is an icon, a Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor, a pace setter. is my North Star. He's trusted, revered, appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate, honest, and fair. He is extremely dedicated, motivated, and always seeking the truth. He's
2: also funny. We are a team of many.
7: Jim Gardner is our leader,
8: and we're lucky to have him.
7: and go birds.
9: We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your social security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today.
3: You're streaming in with us, Sharon Burns 365. You're 11 and 1. Philadelphia Eagles with a very impressive beatdown of the Tennessee Titans yesterday, 35 to 10. Johnny Mac, Jody Mac, Jack chopping it up. Uh, Chris Franklin from NJ.com going to jump in in his usual day after game for the Eagles this time 11 times in 12 games. Day after win. Uh, He's going to join us coming up in less than 20 minutes from now. Um, Johnny Mac, you and I kind of touched on this last night on my CBS show. Wanted to do so again here. If you're Nick Sirianni walking off the field yesterday after the game, you're thinking to yourself, man, I can't have a better result. Because they did everything necessary to blow out a winning team. Say what you want about the Titans. Groats kind of put them on blast. That. They're not as good as you think. Uh, they're a mystique. They're a uh, kind of a reputation team. All right. Their quarterback isn't very good. He's a mediocre quarterback at best. But the Eagles just shut down. And, and Henry has been as good as he's been for the last couple of years. To shut him down and completely take him out of the game, pretty damn good accomplishment for the Eagles. But what I thought of when Sirianni was walking off the field was, not only did we do what we did, But I've also still got a teachable moment because that first half was hard to watch. Every play was a penalty. Not Eagles would come right out and get 20 yards on the next play thereafter. Even when they got behind the sticks, I tweeted during the game, there's probably going to be some disciplinary action at Stoutland University Mm -hmm. because they took as many flags as they did. So, yeah, it gives Sirianni the chance to actually go, yeah, but. We were great. Yeah, but we still got things we can work on. We still got things we can clean up. Yeah, they did. They they almost shot themselves in the foot yesterday. They didn't. But what was the deal with the uh, penalty on every single play on the offensive line?
4: Yeah, well, I kind of told you about uh, that weird (laughs) and I'm going to ask the NFL today um, why that would be done at this point of the season. But it's what Mike Brabel said. They put this uh, uh, staff together mid-season out of nowhere, which I don't really understand why they would do that. Um, they were calling everything and they were being sticklers. And I think, you know, obviously it didn't have much effect on the game. So that's not the point. But I do think, you know, it's nice to have something to complain about as a coach, but, uh, after a blowout win, and he can complain about that and point out, look, all right, they're calling the game. They're doing a bad job. Nobody likes it from both sides. you got to adjust as best as possible, and they did adjust, uh, but it probably took a little bit too long, Um and yeah, that'll be harped on, but I, I'm not concerned about it. I mean – it's the best offensive line in of football. They're going to figure it out. And they get away with some stuff. I, I told you they do. They do. I mean Lane Johnson has the great uh uh first you know kick step uh which he learned from Jason Peters and Jeff Stoutland kind of teaches all his tackles now and it all comes from Jason Peters. That thing is ippy if you know what I mean. I mean they get off quick. Um and there's a lot of times that if you want to be a stickler, you can call it. Um, and Kelsey it, it does a lot of things that, say, a rookie center couldn't get away with, uh, with manipulating the football inside that you don't see. Um, so, you know, it's a little bit of a give and take, as I always say. You know, they have big reputations. They deserve them. It's the best offensive line in football. Think about it from an NBA perspective. You know, the old superstars get, you know, get the calls. It's kind of the same way in football.
3: All right. And although you and I agree, I think you're a little bit more of a stickler on it than I am, but basically we agree. The NFL has become an over-legislated game. Oh, a big, yeah. game like yesterday, the flags flying everywhere. Any little movement on the offensive line. All that being said, I will say this. One offseason rule change that I predict will come into play and it'll have an effect on the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, And one that I'm telling you should come into play and it will be very difficult to do so. But I really do believe they got to look into this uh, going forward. First, the one that I don't think they will be able to change, but Somebody, some smart person smarter than me has to come up with a way to actually be able to figure this out. I saw it twice again yesterday. Just guys blatantly faking injuries. There's a late substitution. It looks like the defense isn't going to be able to get set in time. Oh, here goes the guy down with the hamstring pull. And he just falls to the ground. He's standing there. He's come out of a defensive huddle. He's not no, and all of a sudden he goes down like he's shot and they have to blow the whistle and stop the play and the guy's injured. So they got to let him get off the field. You know, it's complete and utter BS. He wasn't hurt. He was smart enough to realize, oh, we're screwed. We're not going to get the subs in and out at some point. Other times do it when teams are rolling and playing with uh, speed and going directly to the line of scrimmage pace and they just fake an injury. I know it's a bad look that if a guy goes down and says he's hurt that a referee says yeah no uh, we don't believe you were hurt that we're going to give you five at least tack on 5 yards delay of game or something come up with some way to name the penalty or call the penalty but if you get caught faking an injury and most subjective people can look at it and go yeah sorry I don't believe you they got to have some kind of remedy to that, John, because teams are getting away with it all the time. Do you not think so? Is Johnny frozen on me? I, he's he's staring at me like he's he was paying attention to what I was saying. I don't know if he was or wasn't, but, um, yeah, that bothered the snot out of me. I saw it again twice more yesterday. And the other one that I think can and probably will be addressed and it does have an eagle slant to it, is the quarterback sneak. There was a time in the National Football League where someone could not come behind a runner, be it on a quarterback sneak in the middle or even a running back. On the outside, didn't even have to be between the tackles. You could not push a runner. If you were an offensive teammate and a ball carrier had the ball, You could not move the pile by pushing them forward. They did away with that a couple of years ago. And I guess I got to do a little research and find out exactly the timeline on when it changed. Um, But that seems to have uh, been a decision that the National Football League made that said, yeah, we're going to go ahead and let them do it. And the Philadelphia Eagles do it. They do it uh, when Jalen Hurts goes on his one-yard sneaks on either third down or fourth down, whatever it is. Um, They're not as blatant as some other teams around the National Football League for a very specific reason. They don't need to be because Hurts is strong enough that he can move the pile one-yard all by himself just with the leg drive that he has. So give Jalen Hurts the credit for that. But I saw it a couple more times yesterday in the NFL, around the NFL watching games. the four o'clock game. I think it happened in the San Francisco game, which it was actually surprising to me because it was Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I guess uh, Purdy was in the game. There was a third and one or maybe it was even a fourth and one. And uh, McCaffrey came up and I think the backup tight end came up as well. And a double-butt pushed uh, Purdy to a a first down, which I said, really? They're risking Christian McCaffrey, who is one of the most talented offensive playmakers in the National Football League, but a guy who you don't want to take a chance with because he spent way too much time of his, side, uh, of his career on the sidelines with injuries. They were using him, not carrying a ball, but doing the whole push the quarterback forward thing, which did, did catch my attention and surprised me a little bit. You got to do away with this. Sorry, Eagle fans. This is not an Eagle thing. This is a quality of football thing, at least for yours truly. It's football. It's not supposed to be rugby. It's not where we all get together in a scrum and see who can leg drive the most. Your seven guys on defense against our four guys on offense. There's supposed to be some skill to this. And you're supposed to be able to get a a, a hole open enough by winning the mano a mano battle at the line of scrimmage, your offensive line, but against their defensive line. It's, it's become, yeah, a, a rugby play in the national football league, which I don't like a little bit. Uh, so yeah, that, that bothered me some yesterday. And I, I, the, the NFL can easily legislate that because they had a rule and play. You couldn't push from behind so they could just reinstate it. I think they will this off season. Um, but I don't know how they're going to come up with a penalty for guys feigning injury, faking injury, call it what you want. It happens a couple times each and every single week in the national football league. And I think it's got to be done away with. That's just my uh, take on it. A um, couple other things. I certainly wanted to touch on from yesterday's game and uh, we will get Chris Franklin from NJ.com up here in a couple of minutes in case you're just streaming on in. I guess we're having issues with Johnny Mack's um because he just froze up on us a couple minutes ago. We're uh, working to get Jay Mack up here uh, in just a minute or two. Eagles penalties yesterday, since we're talking about penalties, yeah, they took offensive line penalty after offensive line penalty after offensive line penalty, and they overcame basically every single one of them. Um, whenever you get the flag, the flag gets called back, you get annoyed, Um, but then if you turn around and respond and make another play on top of it right thereafter, well, then you kind of move on from it rather quickly. But at the end of the game, when you go back and check the tape and see the film, you go, wait a minute, why why were we moving? Why were we holding? Uh, The offensive line had a tough day yesterday when it came to flags. As far as blocking goes, phenomenal. Do you remember any play where Hurts yesterday either was in risk of his life and or desperately had to make a play on the run because the pocket collapsed, didn't happen. was just phenomenal protection by the offensive line. Now, I don't think Tennessee brought much to bear as far as pass rush goes. Um, They're supposed to be a very tough team. All right, well, maybe they're tough, but they aren't very skilled when it comes to getting to the quarterback because, damn, Jalen Hurts had time back there. He could just wait and wait and wait and deliver the football whenever he wanted the AJ Brown uh, long touchdown pass after he caught the 40 yarder. And as much as we are giving the refereeing crew a thrown together refereeing crew yesterday at Lincoln financial, they did get that one, right? Um, It was a touchdown and then it was taken off the board because AJ's foot was out of bounds uh, turn around, just make, hey, we'll go to the other side. Uh, forget about the right side. We'll go down the left side. A.J. with a double move. And he just runs over the defender. And once again, called correctly, defensive. It wasn't pass interference because the ball wasn't even in the air yet. Illegal contact downfield is what it was. Yeah, the, the defender got so faked out that he couldn't get out of A.J. Brown's way. And they threw the flag on him and did so rightfully uh, so. And, yeah, uh, John McMullen and or Jody McDonald wow. could have thrown a ball to AJ Brown there for a touchdown um you might not have seen this John because you were down at the stadium they said it on the broadcast again historical type stuff that the Eagles are doing AJ Brown was the most wide open touchdown reception in over a year in the National Football League on that play from the from when the ball hit his hands there was no defender within 15 yards of him that doesn't happen in the national football yeah
4: well that was uh kind of uh you know they kind of ran into each other and that was a little like you were waiting like which way were they going to call it um and it's just you know it's one of those things and it looked like i i think it was christian bolton I uh, got need in the groin I think essentially so he went down like a you shot You
3: thought it was uh, shot into the Nether regions
4: I think I'm I, I have to watch it again I did not pick that up um, on the replay I I'm believe, gonna have to
3: rewatch that now
4: Yeah I believe that's what happened but uh, I have to yeah I have to watch it again today um, yeah so I just lost power there so much like Christian Fulton on that play <laughs> um, uh yeah you, you took I,
3: a, you took a shot to your nether regions too from your power uh no equipment? thankfully Is that, that but
4: that that was weird i just went completely dark i lost power for like a you know 10 seconds but
3: then you got a everything's gotta reboot oh uh,
4: that's what it was um yeah but
3: I'll, i i will say this you wouldn't know this for sure we left you smiling uh <laughs> When I asked you a question and uh, all of a sudden, John wasn't moving. His face yeah. wasn't moving. There was no response. At least you were smiling when you took the power hand. All right.
4: Well, well, uh, yeah. I didn't even know I was still up because I just had darkness for, um, like I said, about 10 seconds. But, no, we,
3: uh, we, we had you. Your face was frozen on the screen and it was with a nice big smile. <laughs> well, oh, I, I apologize. I apologize. You look good there, Johnny Mac. I apologize. happy to be uh, covering and talking about a 10-1 team. Big smile uh, eleven and
4: one. Yeah, that eleven was, uh yeah. Uh
3: changing the Eagles They
4: uh yeah, they're too good at this stage. I you know. To me, too good is boring. To me, I know fans don't care. Fans are yeah, excited, but, yeah, but let's this let me run this one good. by you.
3: I was thinking <clears> along <throat> these I was thinking along these lines today. Because and both you and I acknowledge that they're a couple weeks behind. We believe that. Tomorrow, when the power rankings come out, take your top 10 media outlets. It's going to be 10 for 10. It better be 10 for 10. The Eagles are the number one rated team in in the NFL because of uh, having only one loss. But the reason why it at least has been a little bit more exciting is it was unexpected. Uh, You know, I picked the Eagles to go to the Super Bowl before the year started, but did I think the Eagles were going to be 11 and 1? No chance, no shot. I thought they'd actually get better as the season went on and catch fire before the playoffs in the NFC and then be able to fight their way into a Super Bowl. They are the best team in the NFL. I didn't think they'd become the best team in the NFL until maybe the last game of the season in Arizona. So it's kind of unexpected for them to be as good as they've been. It does keep you on your toes a little bit more. If you, if, they were the best team before the season started, the number one. Pre- like if Buffalo was 11 and one, Bills fans would probably be going, Yeah, I mm. told you so. Yeah. Uh, because everybody. Oh, you're right. I
4: mean, team. this was a surprise from that standpoint. That's one of the reasons why people don't have Jalen Hurts as the MVP. We talked about That's one of the reasons why people don't have number one in their pound rankings because they didn't expect it. Well, yeah, I didn't expect it, but it doesn't mean everything i haven't watched and covered and reported on over the past 12 games isn't true um they are by far the best team in the nfl i i even say by far um and i'm putting kansas city and buffalo and anybody you want to throw in there um everybody has hiccups this team has had one hiccup um against Washington, and I still don't know how Washington won that game. Um, the Eagles kind of uh, uh, got disjointed on, on just about every phase, and that tells you, you know, the Washington, in a lot of ways, the Washington game makes me feel better about this team just because of how many things they had to to do poorly to lose a football game, and they still had a chance to win it if they just woke up at the end. Uh, and they weren't able to do it. But the odds that that happens again, and that all those phases and all those things that went wrong, the odds aren't great of that happening again. So in a lot of ways, that loss gave me more confidence about this team. To, um, and, and when they play well, like they did against Tennessee, you start thinking about like, we're going to turn the page at some point this week to the New York Giants, obviously. How the hell are the New York Giants keeping up with this team? I'm right, A division game, give me all the, the usual rhetoric, Jody, and I'll be saying it too, and division games tend to be closer. Washington already beat the Eagles, yada, yada, yada. How the heck is the New York Giants keeping up with this team?
3: All right, and I just looked something up here that I – Again, I'm flabbergasted. This is not uh, one person's opinion. This is a computer-generated, algorithm-driven uh, way of looking at things. I, I wanted to look up the uh, to see if the MVP odds had changed. Usually, they don't change them until um, uh, after all the games are finished for a week. So, Tuesday, I know the odds will change for the MVP. And I went to uh, my Parks Bet app. Uh, They don't even have the uh, MVP odds up. Yeah, they'll do that sometimes, too. They'll take down a future bet and just not uh, make it available. Going into yesterday's action, this weekend's action, the favorite to win the Super Bowl this year was the Kansas City Chiefs. After they lost yesterday, they are no longer the favorite. But the Philadelphia Eagles aren't the favorite to win the championship. (laughs) <laughs> they reinstated the Buffalo Bills Buffalo? Yeah. as the favorite for the championship. Right now, the Bills are plus 375. So you get uh, better than three to one on the Bills, almost four to one. The Kansas City Chiefs are still number two. Uh, we're both saying power ring. It's got to be the Eagles' number one. Well, Kansas City is still a betting favorite over the Eagles at plus 450 and the Eagles are plus 500 to win the Super Bowl. So at least on bet parks and some other betting markets, I could. Ah, yeah. It, yeah, people still
4: think the AFC is better than the NFC. That's another. That's what thing. it comes down to. We
3: all we all
4: thought that um, in the off season. I at did. The of the so did I. Um, hasn't turned out that way. Has nope. not turned out that way.
3: NFC is as good, if not better. All right, Johnny Mac, Jody Mac. If Johnny Mac's power stays on, yeah. uh, we'll stay with you for the next. Uh, 40 minutes, and we will add a third voice to the mix. Our bud Chris Franklin. I can see he's indoors today. Can't blame him. Outdoors cold. Oh, it's cold.
4: Ooh, cold this morning.
3: I I didn't even go to my car, but I'm guaranteeing you there was frost on my windshield. I haven't left the house, so I'm guessing. I don't know if that's the case, but there's frost out there. There Franklin's inside. He's staying warm, and he's joining us next here on Birds 365.
6: Jim Gardner is an icon, a Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor, a pace setter. is my North star. He's trusted, revered, appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate, honest, and fair. He is extremely dedicated, motivated, and always seeking the truth. He's also
2: funny. We are a team of many.
6: Jim
7: Gardner is our leader,
6: and
5: we're lucky to have him.
7: and go birds.
9: We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today.
1: Welcome back guys here on
3: 365. We get to talk to our bud Chris Franklin from NJ Advanced Media, NJ.com. He's been good enough uh, basically all year to hop on with us uh, after Eagles games, and he does so again here today. Best game of the year put in so far by the Philadelphia Eagles yesterday. Chief Franklin,
8: it's pretty, it's pretty close. You know, I look at the way uh, that Minnesota game. I think that was pretty. That was up there for me as well too. When you look at the way that they played, but. You know, I'll still say the Minnesota game because there's way, way too many pre-snap penalties by the Eagles in this last game. And, I mean, I, I felt like uh, we, if one of us was going to get flagged away as the uh, false starts that was being called yesterday or the holdings and stuff. But I still put the Minnesota game up there, but uh, I think that's a close second.
4: Yeah, it, it, you know, besides the penalties, which you're right, and I think that's a great thing for a coach um, to play a game like that, but you still have something to complain about, which is always – uh the best teaching tool is there anything you weren't happy with on the field uh offensively defensively even special teams showed up chris i mean i i that was that was impressive now tennessee was banged up i think the trailing burks play i think really hurt them um don't have a lot of weapons and even him, you know, that's a rookie player. We're acting like um, he's some kind of proven commodity and he's looks like he's going to be a good player down the road. But I thought I, I can't find anything to complain about offense, defense, special teams.
8: Wait, you can say like, "Oh well, the L one on kickoff did not go cover the lane. He played great yards within the of Christian Ellis. L two but... played great, <laughs> but yeah, it was it's, amazing. It's, it, first of all, it looks like he may have just bought himself another week, uh, another elevation. But overall, when oh, you look yeah. at the way this team played. <clears throat> off, like they they the when you look at everything that people complain about over time." Well you look at, well, Jalen, this passing offense is not an elite passing offense. Well, they put up three hundred eighty yards against the Titans, which who lead their division. Granted, it's a weak division, but they still lead the division, still a playoff team, it's still up there in that. Then you look at the well, this defense can't stop anybody on the run. Well, they held Derrick Henry to thirty yards, and Ryan Tannehill was your leading rusher on the Titans. Okay, you'll take that. And then you look at the return game. Oh, that they, they the return game's been bad, which it has this has been start declining over that all of a sudden bring Covey has the second most yards over in, the, in uh return yards uh, punt wise in, in the league this season and that one game. So it really is tough to find something like that it is, and he's like, wait, maybe, maybe you miss You feel like you made me, maybe I'm missing something. He was missing something, but it is tough. It really is tough to find something.
3: I had a guy's name who was shame on me, shame on Johnny and I together. And or uh, we should put growth in the mix. Um, Shane Steichen, two weeks running, every it's a chess match every week between your offensive coordinator, their defense coordinator, and vice versa. He's played all the right cards. Whatever he reaches into the deck and throws out there, and it's coming up matching something else. He has been phenomenal at play calling. Now the players have to go out and execute, and they surely have for the last two weeks. But seventy-five points the last two weeks—Are we not giving Shane Steichen enough credit for his play calling?
8: I think, I think I think so. I, I've been really high on him. I thought that he's going to be a really good – he's he's going to be a head coach. It is, to me, he's going to be a head coach next year. It's a matter of where he wants to go. I don't think – I saw the things he's going to UNLV. I don't foresee that happening at all. I think he's going to stay in the league. But I th- when you look at everything he's done, when you look at the little technical aspects of some of these plays that they're running on, the little wrinkles they throw in the run game, the little wrinkles they throw in the passing game, I mean, you're starting to see stuff like – the only one I, There you go. There's something. I the only thing I didn't get was that reverse leaf flicker <clears throat> thing they tried to. Quest yeah. Trying to they get hurt overall. Well. But, yeah. Yeah. yeah that trying to get a little dog. too
4: exciting, but you know they're yeah. feeling themselves, Chris. Not necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> um, they're playing with a lot of confidence. I can't. You know, you got to go back to 1987. Uh, to find a team who ran for 350 one week and threw for 350 the next. So this kind of versatility as an offense is something you don't see every day. Um, they didn't, you know, people might say they couldn't run the football yesterday. I just think they didn't need to run the football. Ultimately, if they wanted to, they probably would have got it going. Um, it, it When, when, you go into a football game, and, and I think there was some we want to get A.J. involved. We want to get A.J. the big game against Tennessee. But, man, this this team has a, a luxury of so many people. Jack Stoll's getting involved. Grant is getting involved. Wes Watkins is getting involved. Jalen's distributing, I think it was, nine receivers. Um, if you were a defense coordinator, what do you, what do you do? What do you do? What is your first? What is your first goal you're trying to
8: accomplish? I think the first thing is the main thing you got to do is right. You basically basically have to contain Jalen Hurts in the pocket. That's the only thing I think of because even if and I know the simplest it sounds because teams have tried to do that, but you got to get pressure on him. And even then, he's proven that he can get the ball out quickly, go to the hot read, and, and move his way. And the only I I, I think when you look at it away, I think this. I know it's silly to say, especially when you look at a team that tied with the Commanders last week. But I think seeing a team like against oh, like Mike Mick, Martindale and the Giants, who love to blitz, who love to bring pressure and dial up these different little looks, which could which the Eagles have had some issues so earlier in the season with, I think that's the gate That's the type of game plan that I think could really give that offense some issues. But they've shown that they can go, they can dump it off and he's taking a check I mean, you saw yesterday when he was throwing it to Kenneth Gainwell in the middle of the field, there was nothing. Yeah, down I forgot Kenny.
4: Kenny yeah. Gainwell looked like uh, the Kenny Gainwell. We thought we were going to see, um, yeah. man, this team is tough
8: to deal with. It's tough. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of all the different tricks and trades and everything else you could use, but it is really because you're going to leave something open and they've proven that if you leave something open, they're going to take advantage of it. So, Good luck. That's, that's, maybe that's why I'm not getting paid the folks for
3: Get
5: it. Good luck.
3: And uh, another group that we got to give props to is the defensive line yesterday. Um, I asked John about it, and he said, Jody, they were only in five man fronts, a handful of plays the entire game. Now they probably all came on first down, and before you know it, it's second and nine or second and eight, so they can go to their regular four man front. Didn't matter. Five-man front, four-man front. They just Stone Cold shut down the running game and got six sacks sack yesterday on Ryan Tannehill. As a group, to me, even though they got eight sacks against Carson Wentz earlier this year, I thought they were, that was their most impressive game of the entire year.
8: It definitely was up there. When you look at the way – I liked how Cox played. I liked how Josh Sweat. I think that's a – that's there's a player that Josh, is like, yeah. he's been under the radar – for most of the year, it's also he says he he got frustrated at times when he was getting because he's he had that Pro Bowl year last year he was getting chipped he was getting double teamed and everything else he got frustrated now he's he's found ways to let that go and let that frustration go and now you're starting to see it pan out for him. Look, I mean, look, look the last couple of weeks he's getting a little consistent pressure, and the one thing that I really saw that they do well is they played their gaps a lot better, a lot more soundly, didn't try to pursue. There's still some things I don't like. I like I, 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 that spin move that a lot of the defensive tackles like to weigh. It seems like they're always spinning themselves out the play, and then it leaves uh, some little cutback lanes there. But, you, you I mean, for what they've invested in at defensive line, I think they're finally getting what they see out of it. And it, it's starting to really pay off now, especially with the, even the additions of Joseph and uh, Sue. So it's, it's a good front. It's a good
4: front. Yeah, and Asan Reddick as well. Um... Yep. He had four, I think, four quarterback hits and Sweat at three. So those guys were playing, you know, meet at the quarterback pretty much um, all afternoon. And Ryan Tannehill, he's played a lot of football, but he didn't look like he played a lot of football because he didn't pull the trigger. He didn't seem competent of what he was seeing on the field. And so we got to talk about J.G., now, JG was fired up. I don't know if you saw him in the locker room, Chris, but he—he, I—I saw him real quick, and he said, "How about that, man? That was an impressive performance." And the back end—I I want to talk about Reed Blankenship, and I want to talk about Josiah Scott, because one—one's an undrafted kid, uh, the others, you know, barely played. Uh, but he's had to come in for Avante Maddox. In theory, you would say that's going to be an issue. It's not been an issue. Why has it not been an issue?
8: Because I think it it goes back to the front the it the way this defense will say really does, and I hate the term because I keep hearing it over and over again this that whole complimentary defense thing. It really, I think, it works in tandem because. When you look at the way where you have the guys on the outside, where you have Slay, you have Bradbury, that takes a lot. When you have those guys working on outside, it takes a lot of time away from the, Throws off the timing because of the way they're able to play them. And when you add Blankenship into that, Blankenship just says, hey, you know what, play the deep play the deep, the deep half if you have to replace C live. All right, cool. I think he does that well because he can use his skills and, and his intuition to play and try to jump the routes that way, which you don't have to worry about that. I think the – the tougher thing was Josiah Scott coming in to replace Avante Mash. We've always heard JG say, hey, you know what, that like when you have a slot corner that is really reliable, you don't have to you don't have to use so many assets to go in and try to cover things up and it can really blow up his defense. Well, the way that Scott has elevated his game to be inserted himself and make timely pass deflections. And don't get me wrong, like he has been perfect. He gave up inside position on that Burks touchdown. He got beat off the line. But there's been more times than not where you see him come up and make a play, you make the pass deflection to your sideline, you see all that other stuff. And I've been impressed. I think that's been the most impressive thing to him. And they got they got some tough decisions to make because Avante's about ready to come back. I mean, I saw him on the far field the other day running and he looks yeah a lot better. So yeah. They got well some that's tough not a tough, tough basketball decision.
4: Avante's so. back, Avante's gonna play,
8: but Oh oh, oh, oh yeah, I'm not yeah, talking yeah. about that. I mean, Avante's going out. Right I'm talking about like when it comes to down the line who you start to kick off the roster who may have that phantom in, uh, ankle injury, who may have that phantom yeah. knee injury. Yeah.
3: <laughs> how much, and either one of you guys can answer this question for me, how much were they in zone coverage yesterday on the back end? Oh, they are always in zone coverage. Yeah, that's the, yeah that's the it seemed like right. about 95% yeah, to me. Right. Uh, and that is because the group that they have, I would say is pretty athletic not off the charts athletic, they're defensive secondary, which means it's discipline, it's anticipation,
1: communication it's having it
3: laid out for it. you in advance as to what your responsibilities are and what's going to be able to, the other team's probably going to run. Uh, that's where, gannett has got to get some credit for it because I think he's got them coached up every single week because if you're going to play as much zone as you do, then you're relying most times on your athleticism. And this isn't the the most athletic defensive backfield ever put together, but they're getting the job done. So yeah, like you got to give Gannon credit for that. Yeah. I don't care how big a trackster you are.
4: Before you chime in, Chris, I'll just add the communication aspect, which is the big thing, and that's what fell apart against Washington, which I was most disappointed—the communication on the back end. But James Bradbury, and then I'll want to hear your thoughts. That's the smartest cornerback in football. I mean, that play that he jumped, and he should have had the interception, but he jumped it too far, he saw that coming a mile away, a mile away. <laughs> I'm impressed more each and every week with just how smart a football player uh, James Bradbury is. But just talk about the communication as a whole and that back end uh, with the
8: Eagles. Well, you need it. It's tough, especially in defensive backs. You got a lot – a lot of times you got the crowd noise going, so you got to throw use a lot of hand signals. You try to try to get into the right positions. and it, it can be a tough thing, and you see the way they do it. And I think that's where it helps having those veteran corners helps out because they can see a lot of the ways that these offensive alignments, whether it be splits, whether it be the way they're formationally changing, I think that's key. And also, I don't think they're playing a lot of the exotic fronts. I mean, a lot of exotic coverage. I mean, whenever you look on TV, you see – John Gannon's play call sheet. It it's small. It's like almost like one of our like little journalists. Like Chip Kelly's. Like it's like Chip. S eight. S eight. I still oh, remember no. S eight. Um. It, it, JG one on the back of his. I don't know what yeah. you have to do on that one, but the way it's working it's quarters now, it's,
4: cover two, oh, cover six, cover eight, and occasionally
8: Tampa two. Yeah, um, that stuff, yeah, yeah. It's it's based yeah. off, and it's it's almost like uh, I, I, I come to think of it. Going back and thinking what. We heard when Sirianni first came in, when Ganning first came in, about how they wanted to make it simplistic, so that you let these guys use their athletic abilities a little bit more. And I'm just thinking that's more and more. You, you, they throw tweaks here and there enough to not make it the same bland stuff here and there. But depending on the opponent, but you, you see that their philosophy is really starting to come come to fruition.
3: Philosophy's coming in, and the production coming. It's all coming together at the same exact time. I ran this out uh, last week. I forget. Oh, it's my buddy Ricky Ricardo, the voice of Eagles (gasps) and Espanol. He ran it by me, so I ran it by Johnny Mac. Is there any fear that the Philadelphia Eagles have peaked too early? That you want to win it? So it's all about a parade. It's all about getting Kelsey into that mummer's outfit again. Um, (laughs) But that's the playoffs. And right now they are the best team, they're the hottest team, they had the most impressive win in the national football league for me yesterday. Is there a chance that this team may peak too early?
8: I I don't think so. I I would if they had played this way say week 6 and we really started to see a decline after that I would have thought that, but right now I don't think it, I don't think they peak too early. In fact, I think the only thing you start to worry about now is given the rest of the schedule and, and how some of the other teams are playing off. Is you're almost looking like after that Dallas game, they win a Dallas game. When do you start rest? I think the question becomes when you start resting players. You don't want to worry about the peak. So I look at the. I just think overall, when I just look at everything, I don't think that's a concern. I think uh, you have enough veteran guys on that team that teams from that Super Bowl fifty two winning squad that know what it takes and have been in the situation before. So. They'll keep the younger guys, younger impact guys level in, in, in that and make sure they're the right, in the right state of mind. But I don't think they beat you. I, I, I don't, I don't, okay. I'm not concerned about that. hope you're right. Sure. Yeah, I'm not as concerned about Arizona. that because,
4: <laughs> because, you know, Avante's eligible to come back this week. We'll see. Um, Dallas Goddard, December 18th in Chicago. Um, CJ, um, It's going to miss four games, but all indications are it's not a season-ending injury. Um, You're getting those guys back. Um, And we've seen this offense. Yeah, I was a little concerned with the passing offense uh, when Dallas went out. And I think at the beginning they had some hiccups, and all of a sudden they throw for 380 and... Jack Stoles going down the middle of the field. Granko Gutierrez getting the big reception. You mentioned Kenny Gainwell, Quez Watkins. Um, Devontae and A.J. both go for 100 yards. Yeah, I'm not concerned about peaking too early. The only thing I'm concerned about, the only thing, Chris, and you can't control this, is injuries, more injuries. Yep. That's it. If this team is healthy, they're going to be tough to deal with. But you just saw it with San Francisco. I mean, San Francisco was the one team that concerned me. And they lose their quarterback. So now it's Brock Purdy. Um,
3: good Mr. luck. Mr.
8: Irrelevant. Yeah. yeah, he
3: looked good yesterday. Yeah. You guys were doing your post-game stuff. I watched that game. Purdy was not bad. Now, can he do it uh, over a continuous basis? It gets topper
4: when their game planning for you. Yeah, that to they weren't expecting to see Brock Purdy. Now, I'm not making excuses for the Dolphins because they should have won that game. But anytime you, you, you're you down to Brock Purdy as your quarterback. But there is something to the fact that they're not expecting to see Brock Purdy. And he's probably, and I don't know, Jody. I don't know much about him. And you said you watched the game. I'm yeah, guessing he's more athletic. I'm guessing he can do some different things uh, just because he's got to be more athletic than Jimmy G. But <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm guessing they 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 rolled out some things that they weren't prepared for.
3: Nah, uh, I I honestly don't know that. I thought the Dolphins' defense yesterday kind of spit the bit, and shame on them for that. But um, no, he made he made all the plays. He wasn't like zinging twenty yarders into tight windows, but when they had receivers open, he got the football to him, which might be enough for that San Francisco offense. I, I again I brought this up earlier Johnny Mac had a power hit so it kind of froze up on him so I'll ask you this question because it may have eagle influence down the road not this year but down the road I saw it twice again yesterday the quarterback push that you get either <laughs> the tight end or the fullback or whoever I gotta change there. that role. By the way, they got to change. That's what I said while you were frozen out, Johnny Mac. I believe that they will change it back next year and take it out of the net. Because you couldn't. It used to be you couldn't do it. And then they kind of said, well, go ahead. You can go ahead and do it. Again, it's not football. It's rugby. It's a scrum is what it becomes. And, yeah, the Eagles have taken advantage of it. I don't think they need it as much as some other teams do because Jalen Hurts could move the pile with his 600 bench pressing legs to begin with anyway. uh, Do you think we'll see that uh, next season as a rule change that they'll take the ability to push a runner forward out of the acceptable playbook?
8: I know there've been some rumblings about that. Uh, I've heard a couple of people. There've been some rumblings that the competition committee is going to look at it. I think it's more of just enforcing the aiding rule because if you just, I have no problem with the rugby scrum. It's when the players start to pick up the the other ones and start to sling them forward, or, and or and, they and,
4: pull and, them forward, which you're not supposed yeah. to be able to do, but they don't call it. There was another game, not the Eagles game, and I can't recall. Uh, there was a sneak by the quarterback. Why can't I remember who it was? And it was originally ruled a stop, and then they reviewed it and turned it back into a touchdown. Oh, it was the Jets. It was Mike White, um, and you know, it, it. He he stopped at first, and you know, what if the official blows the whistle? Then they're upset. But he let it go, and then the Jets push him off to the side and push yeah, him into did. the end zone. Um, it, it it there's too much. Give it. Never give the officials more judgment, because if they if they say all right momentum is stopped, people are going to be upset, and they they say, okay, fourth down, you don't score. If they don't blow the whistle and they just keep letting it going and going and going, you're eventually going to push the guy in the end zone. I hate that. I hate that they allow teams to do it. I hope they change it. And, by the way, I think they will change it, and I think it will ultimately be called the Jalen Hurts rule because it's too easy for the Eagles. <laughs> um, and And the Eagles don't even need it. It's it's the quarterbacks who aren't good at the quarterback sneak, but I don't like it, Chris. Man, it just it it there's too much. They give the offense. The offense already has so many advantages. For for the defense, it's absurd to expect. Okay, stop his momentum, and they do it, but then you're not done because here comes three other players pushing them forward. I don't like that rule.
8: I, I, I don't like I, – like I said, I don't mind them like when they when they used to push from behind, but when they start to bring them up and start to carry them in, that's where I have my issues. But you got to look at it. It's helping keeping the offense on the field, which puts more points on, which makes it more exciting, it, and that's what they want. Yeah, And yeah. right. keep going more and You're more right. with that one. So if I'm going to be a defender, I'm like – I think – see, it's at the point now you start looking at the defenders like, what, what, what? You should pay us more. You know, we're getting beat left and right. Our game yeah. getting tarnished because you get yeah. me on the field so much. Like, and, it,
4: and it pisses me off from a defensive perspective because you do everything you're supposed to do, but then the whistle doesn't blow and you stop the momentum and other guys come in and just push the pile. I, I don't know. It's a, <laughs> it's a pet peeve of mine, but it's helping the Eagles. So I guess, you know, people in Philadelphia are not going to be on board with that.
3: All right, Chris Franklin, last question for me, and read Chris at NJ.com, does an outstanding job covering the Eagles day in and day out whenever he jumps in with us here on Birds 365. What will be the narrative, the U.N. cry leading into the game this week against the Giants? What are the Eagles going to base their motivation on, either as a team or one individual?
8: I think they're going to look at it as saying, you know what? We got beat. We got beat up there in the Meadowlands. Let's go ahead and avenge that loss last season. Because I think that was one of the that was one of the worst. I mean, there were some games that were pretty bad last Challenge's year. Challenge worst know? games. Ding, yeah. ding, and ding,
3: ding. That's exactly yeah. That's right. Jalen Jaylen Hurts' worst game as a Philadelphia Eagles starter was at MetLife Stadium against the Giants last year. And, oh, by the way, they almost won that damn game. Yeah. As Rager. bad as he played, as bad as they played overall, <laughs> Jalen Rager comes down with the ball. They actually win the damn game. Um, yeah, I think that is the storyline starting today. Jalen owes the Giants one. He's going to go up to MetLife and uh, play like the MVP that he's playing like this year. Mark my words.
8: It yeah, protects his ankle this way, Tom, too, because yeah. under that, the Amy, was like that's oh. the key.
4: That MetLife (laughs) Turf, that's going to be part of the story. That MetLife Turf is uh, a disaster. Um, Players don't like playing on it. Um, And, yeah, that probably will be a talking point this week because Jalen happened to hurt his ankle. I don't think it had anything to do with the turf, but you know how these things take hold. And I think it was ironic that Jalen got hurt in the pocket, not outside the pocket last year. So that comes (laughs) to it. As well, you mentioned Wink Martindale, but I'll say this last one for me, Chris. All right, even if Wink Martindale calls the best game he's ever called as a defensive coordinator, how does this Giants offense keep up with the Eagles? Are
5: they <laughs> Eagles. It,
8: they're just going to have to. It, that's a, that's their key. They're going to have to muddy the game up defensively in order to limit this. If they're not giving it to Saquon Barkley touch wise, either rushing. Rushing pass, whatever. They're not giving them at least twenty-five times, maybe even thirty. This game, I don't know what the heck they're doing. Then, and and then, this is also going to be a game where defensively the Eagles' edge rushers are going to have to be very, very disciplined because we've seen Daniel Jones for some reason he likes to run wild against the Eagles.
4: People don't realize how good a runner he is. Yeah. he's
8: not going to be the vet where the turf is going to trip him up when he's got That's a clear true. lane to the yeah. end zone. So
3: <laughs> He's gotten used to that bad turf up there. He doesn't get tripped by the 10-yard line like he might down here in Philly. Uh, the only way the Eagles lose this game this week is if they turn it over at least twice. I say three times. If they turn it over twice, they can uh, overcome that. If they turn it over three times, it might be enough. Yeah, I don't think they're turning it over three times. Chris Franklin, it is always good to catch up with you, buddy. Thank You're you looking guys. good Appreciate inside, it. outside. Wherever he pulls up his computer and jumps on with us, he's always uh, giving us good eagle inside. Thanks, CF. We'll talk to you again next week.
8: Thanks, Appreciate you guys. guys. You, you have a good one now. See ya. you. You too. That is
3: Chris Franklin here with us. on Bird.
4: By the Thank way, you. Jody, I forgot. I got to bring this up because I'm going to forget. Okay. I can't believe you didn't rip Mike Rabel for winning the coin toss and not taking the football. Oh, no. Now, Mike Rabel should have taken was, the damn I football. I was
1: just
3: happy that Mike Brabel won the coin toss and decided to defer. Because uh, John, what's the Eagles' record when they get the ball first? Yeah, well, they, uh, well, they've only lost one game. No, so. no, no. no I, I'll, I'll try this one more time. What's the Eagles' record when they get the ball first? Uh, when they get the ball first, they're three and zero. Okay, three undefeated. 0. That cannot be said about when they defer. <laughs> They have, they, a are, loss they have lost one when they defer. Yeah. They but here's the point. We're talking here's, about the Dolphins' 17 greatest of all time. You did something you can't control. They're undefeated when they take when they get the ball first, not necessarily. But get here's the ball first, here's but what get it, the ball first. So I was like, "Thank you very much, Mike Vrabel, for winning the coin toss. The Eagles will get the ball and go right down the field and score a touchdown on you." Which is exactly now. What
4: they here's mean. what made it worse, though. Here's what made it worse because I was talking to Sal Powell before the game and he was talking to Brable, and Brable told his team that be careful because when the Eagles start quickly, uh, they're the best team in football. Um, and that, that
3: it, worked out coach.
4: And he deferred and he just got done telling his team. That's what made it more egregious to me. He seemed to understand what he was up against. He said, ah, I'm going to default to what everybody does."
3: If your point was Mike Vrabel made a mistake, you are correct. Yeah, my point is the Eagles should be thankful that they did not win the coin toss. That Vrabel did win the coin toss, but that's also Eagles first.
4: That's two in a row they've lost coin tosses, so they have to rep that this week, Jody. Right, they have to rep and, the coin toss.
3: And and the two times in a row that they've lost, they've scored. 40 points or 35 points. Thank yeah. you very much, opposition, for giving them the football to start the game so they can get the ball rolling and get downhill on you guys. Yeah, my, my rep in the coin the
4: toss was uh, more of a joke. But, uh, yeah, they they claim they rep
3: everything. So, yeah. yeah,
4: they lost two in a row.
3: The Titans uh, – made life easier for the Eagles yesterday. I'm Johnny Mack. I'm Johnny Mac. We'll come back, put a bow on the show here on Birds 365.
5: Jim Gardner is an icon.
6: A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor, a pace setter. Jim is my North star. He's trusted, revered, appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate, honest, and fair. He is extremely dedicated, motivated, and always seeking the truth.
2: He's also funny. We are a team
6: of many. Jim Gardner
7: is our leader.
6: And we're lucky to have him.
7: And go birds.
9: We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today.
3: Uh, I did want to get this out there for those just tuning in. Didn't hear Jimmy Garoppolo broken foot done for the season off the bench comes Mr. Irrelevant Brock Brock Purdy last pick in the NFL draft. Oh, you're going to get that uh, beaten into your consciousness over the next several weeks. Mr. Irrelevant, the new starting quarterback of the 49ers. I didn't know. I had to look it up immediately uh, while I was on the air yesterday. Who was even their third string quarterback. And it's Jacob Easton, a guy who I've always kind of liked. I liked him coming out of college. He's been with a couple of different teams. He hasn't made the cut. He should have kept in Nate air.
4: Sudfeld, by the way. What's that? They should have kept Nate Sudfeld.
3: Could have. Uh, they, they, Yeah, they moved on from him. Um, did you see who they signed to their practice squad off another team's practice? I think squad it was
4: yesterday. Josh Johnson, the immortal. How Josh about Johnson.
3: Josh Johnson? Is he with his 27th team yeah. in the national football? He has
4: given Josh McCown a run for his money. If he's he really got, has. Uh, yeah, he's gonna have uh, a thousand jerseys as well that his daughters, if he has daughters, can wear. But let me give you Josh Johnson. I'm looking it up. Tampa Bay, San Francisco, the Sacramento Mountain Lions, Cleveland, Cincinnati, back to San Francisco, back to Cincinnati, the Jets, the Colts, the Bills, the Ravens, the Giants, the Texans, the Raiders, the Redskins. Yes, the Redskins when they were still the Redskins. The San Diego Fleets of the uh, Alliance of American Football, Detroit, the Los Angeles Wildcats. I don't even know what league that is, Jody. Back to the 49ers, back to the Jets, back to the Ravens, the Broncos,
3: and back to the 49ers again. Now that is with a couple of non-national football league teams mixed in there. That's 23 transactions. That's He's changed teams 23 times. Now he double-dipped with a bunch of them as well. Fourth so time you know, for the 49ers. Fourth time for the I, 49ers. I, I give him props for sticking to it. Don't know if he's going to get a chance to play. Don't know if you want to see him out there on the field. But uh, give him credit for hanging in and uh, uh, keeping his football career going. And who knows? Maybe the Eagles will see him in the championship game this year. Uh, Jay Mack, tell Coach Sirianni I send my regards. I say we do this again tomorrow. What do you think? Let's do it. Hopefully my power holds up. No, no power hits for Johnny Mac tomorrow. No eleven and
4: one. No eleven and one for uh, South
3: Jersey. uh, I don't want to rip them. All right. right. Uh, uh, Hopefully, Johnny Mac's power is on. I guarantee you, we're back in two and two.
2: You've been listening to Birds Three (laughs) Sixty Five. on
1: Birds 365.